You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. Jesus gives us a love that lasts forever. Know more about it in the final week of our series by Pastors Sunny Waman and Jansen Morados. This is the last week of our series entitled, It's Not That Complicated. And again, our series objective is that somehow at the end of the series, you know, sa mga love stories na nakita natin from the Bible, we would learn, you know, and we would see how God would use those relationships para ipakita rin sa atin kung paano siya nagmamahal sa atin. And resulting na tayo din kung paano natin naramdaman at naranasan ang love ni God, eh, mamahal din natin ang ating asawa, mamahal natin ang ibang tao, at ikit sa lahat, mamahal natin ang ating Diyos. Okay, yun ang natin. And if you still remember, first week, when Pastor Chico uh, preached the word, siya po yung nag-preach dito, uh, one thing, we, again, we have learned is that there, uh, it is important for the parents and the children to have good partnership. Ibig sabihin, ang dapat uh, ang mga magulang at ang mga anak, hindi pinag-aawayan ang pagdating sa relasyon. Uh, ng kanilang mga anak. But of course, syempre, kung elementary pa yan, ay, talaga naman dapat nating, you know. And, and, and kidding aside, marami pong mga bata ngayon, even, even at that early age, you know, eh, medyo nagugulat lang po ako uh, na pumapasok na sa relationship and sad to say, may mga magulang na nakukonsinti ang bagay na yun. But anyway, I do believe pag ang ating mga anak ay nasa tamang edad na. An- ano yung tamang edad? Pag pumapasok sa relasyon? 19. Ano yung ni- ni- ah, Pastor Bakit 19? Oh, yeah. Pag 19 dihan yun, kung ano ang tamat mali at sinasabi ng Diyos, then uh, for us, that's, that would be the great time to, to enter into a relationship. Now, aside from that, nakita rin po natin second week about Samson and Delilah. Nasabi natin, the downfall of Samson was not really because of his bad character, not because of uh, yung kanyang illicit sex, not because of his lust, but the real downfall ni, ni uh, Samson was because of a heart issue, that he gave his heart to a wrong person. Okay? And usually, again, the principle goes that when you give your heart, you give everything. And since he gave his heart to the wrong person, and he gave everything, though he had a vow before God to live as a Nazarite. Ano yung Nazarite? Pag wala sa left, Nazarite. So, uh, uh, dahil hindi nangyari yun, well, obviously, the repercussions really did a great trouble sa life niya. But thank God, in spite of yung ganong aspeto, our God is a God of a second chance. He was given another chance, most especially when he asked God for forgiveness and he repented and he prayed and asking God once again to strengthen him and that's how God restored him, so to speak. And he fulfilled the purpose of God sa buhay niya. Yun nga lang, uh, medyo tragic yung ending. You know? So tonight we'll be talking about the story ni Boaz and Ruth. How many are familiar with Boaz and Ruth? Boaz? Pasong nasa Bible ba yun? Well, actually, nasa Bible naman. Uh, hanapin niyo po between Genesis and Revelation. Nandun po yun. <laughs> and I, I believe... You know, I believe the story of Boaz and Ruth is actually, should I say, one of the best or the best human love story that ever, that has been written in the Bible. And mamay, makikita nyo kung bakit, bakit, uh, bakit namin nasabi yung aspeto ngayon. So what we will be doing is this. Uh, we will be discussing the book of Ruth chapter by chapter and then give some uh, few personal comments and... Uh, we will see, kung last week napag-usapan natin yung what not to do, pagdating sa pag-ibig, ngayon, titignan natin, ano ba, what are the real principles behind, you know, uh, 
love and, and relationship uh, in line with the Word of God. So we will highlight the love story and learn about God's love for us. Alright? So let's just pray. Father, we thank you as we come before you, Lord God, acknowledging that we need you, acknowledging that we need the Holy Spirit, acknowledging, Lord, that apart from you, we can do nothing. Holy Spirit, you are and will always be our teacher. And thank you, Lord, that tonight, once again, you will illuminate our minds. Once again, God, give us a grace that we may be doers of your word and not just hearers only. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Ang Ruth, ang Ruth actually, very interestingly, no, when we read the Bible, dalawa lang ang, uh, sa Old Testament po natin, actually, sa buong Biblia, dalawa lang talaga yung nakapangalan sa babae. Alam natin yun, sinabi na natin, one is Ruth, ano isa? Kung yun, aba, nagbabasa talaga ng Bible, itong uh, ano, no? Saturday 7pm service. Ruth and Esther, you know, interestingly, Ruth and Esther, no? both of them actually, uh, well, one of them, si Ruth, is a Gentile. No? Si Ruth is a Gentile, meaning, di ba, uh, napag-aralan natin si Isaac. Abraham, Isaac, anak ni Isaac, si Jacob. Pagkasama dun sa pamilya nila in the Old Testament, no, ang tawag dun is Israel or from the descendants of Abraham. Of course, in the old, when we read the Bible, God was so focused on this particular race, on this particular nation, no, dito sa nation na Israel in the Old Testament. But when Jesus Christ came, of course, kasama na po tayo sa God's people na tinatawag. Dahil nga, the Bible says in Galatians 4, we are heirs of Abraham because of what Jesus Christ did. So, pero, again, going back in the Old Testament, si Ruth was a Gentile. No? And Ruth married a Jew. Meaning, she married a Jew. And actually, para sa isang Hudyo, pinagbabawal yun. Mamaya, malalaman natin. Itong very interesting. No? And we believe, kami ni Pastor Sani, we believe that this is one of the greatest love stories ever told. Okay? Mas matindi pa to sa Got to Believe. Sino po ba nanonood? Got to Believe dito. Mas matindi pa to. Mas matindi pa tong love story na to kay Sir Chief. Alright? Papala, oh, mas matindi to, no? Uh, mamaya, malalaman nyo kung bakit. And si, of course, si Esther naman, she was a Jew who married a Gentile. Now, this was written, this was written about 1,000 years ago. 1,000 years ago, no, not 1,000 years ago, 1,000 years before Jesus came. Now, the Bible says that this was in the time of the judges. For those of you who know Gideon, malamang dito to, along that time, halos kasabayan nung kapanahunan ni Gideon. But this was at that time. Now, if you are, kung mahilig kayo manood ng TV, pelikula, how many of you, yung familiar kayo sa Walking Dead? Walking Dead. Ayan, Book of Eli, movie yun. Talagang... <laughs> o nga pala, number one ito si Pastor Sani, no? Book of Eli, or kung nanonood kayo ng series na Revolution, di ba? It's a post-war world. Actually, ang dating nito, kunyari, imaginein mo, ilagay mo yung sarili mo, mag-time travel ka pabalik, the time of judges, when the time this was written, is sort of like like that scenario. No? There was so much famine in the land, and hindi dahil ano to, hindi dahil uh, talagang taghirap lang. Because this was, the famine was caused by a consequence ng kanilang kasalanan. God said, very clear, if you remember, di ba, kay Isaac, Isaac was blessed by God. In fact, Isaac was blessed by God because of his father. Because his father obeyed God, Abraham. And the promise to Abraham was that if Abraham would go to the land that God would show him, he will bless them, he will bless his name, and he will make his name great. And he will experience so much blessing. And even, hindi lang blessing ang pinamis kay Abraham, even yung protection. Kasi sabi niya, whoever curses you, I will curse. Now, this blessing was promised to God's people if they continue to obey. 
and be in the perfect will of God. Unfortunately, in the time of Judges, people turned their backs on God, people betrayed God, people worshipped other gods. Nanampalataya sila at sumamba sila sa mga Diyos-Diyosan at that time. And so, every time nila gagawin yun, ang mangyayari, God would judge them. Alright? God would judge them. Kaya rin pa judges. And at the same time, nagre-repent yung mga tao. Tapos, magpapadala rin si God ng pangalan judge. Si Samson, last week, was a judge. And so, ganun yung cycle. Di ba? Maghihirap sila, magre-repent sila sa kasalanan nila, magpapadala si God, i-rescue sila, magkakaroon sila ng hari. Pagkatapos na, babalik na naman sila. So, it was a cycle. It was a cycle of betrayal. And so, this was the whole scenario at that time. And dito pumasok na yun. Dito ipinakilala yung pamilya. Now, tingnan lang natin itong pamilya na to, no? Itong family na to, malalaman natin na may tinatawag na Elimelech, no? Tapos ang asawa niya si Naomi. Ang gagawin po natin dito, sabi nga ni Pastor Sunny, we'll discuss it chapter by chapter. Chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4. Chapter 1. Tingnan na natin. Chapter 1. Ang nakaraan. <laughs> Alright. Now, just like what Pastor Jansen has said, um, we need to understand that the real background para maintindihan natin Book of Ruth is the Book of Judges. And if you still remember, uh, on the last part nung, nung, uh, nung Joshua, when, uh, when Joshua died, the Bible said that the next generation did not know the Lord. They haven't heard anything about God. And because hindi na isalin to the next generation, kaya dito mahalaga na pumapasok na maituro natin sa ating mga anak. But since, you know, their fathers did not teach things about God, do sa next generation, anong nangyari? The next generation grew up without any knowledge of God. And because of that, they lived in sin and they were judged by God. Now, one of the judgment that God would normally use pagka may kasalanan is famine. And so, tung si Elimelech, okay, uh, he has a wife named Naomi and they got two kids or two, two sons, si Malon at saka si Kilion. Now, si Malon got a Moabite uh, wife named Ruth, yun yun, at si Kilion, si Orpa. Now, ang nangyari is that because of famine, you know, famine drove the family of Elimelech to Moab. Now, I, I have seen two things, uh, you know, in chapter 1 about wrong decision. They started with the wrong decision. Itong si Elimelech and his family. Why did I say that? Because as a Jew, Moab is one of the places na hindi dapat pinupuntahan ng mga Hudyo. And just a little background about Moab. Moab actually and descendants. Uh, Moab started with a father na nung nalasing, actually nilasing nung dalawang anak na babae at sinipingan. Okay, so ang kalang mga naging anak, incest, man. Incest to. After that, yun ang, yun ang descendants ng Moab. So the start ng Moab, Moabites is not really that good. And that's the reason why even in the book of Deuteronomy, it was a command for the Jews uh, that Ammonites and the Moabites are excluded in the assemblies of the Jews. Do you follow? Do you follow? Okay, so this family went to Moab. So they started with the wrong decision. Number one, they left the promised land because of famine and went to Moab. Now, in the promised land, kunasa sila yung Bethlehem. Do you know that the meaning of Bethlehem? House of bread. Now, just imagine, a house of bread, no walang bread. And God promised them that this promised land will be a land flowing with what? Milk and honey. And yet, there was famine. Why? Now, yun yung, yun yung result ng sin. That's why, again, it is really hard to play with sin. Bakit? You know, ibang klase to the miskarte. But anyway, so when they were there, 
Actually, their plan is just to stay for a short while. But the problem was, was they, 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 you know, they stayed there for a long time until such time namatay si Alimelech at yung dalawang anak. So, na-imagine nyo ba yung sandali lang sana na stay nila doon, nagtagal pa sila. And so, nung namatay yung mga lalaki, so, na-left si Naomi at si Ruth at si Orpa. And so, Naomi uh, encouraged the two uh, daughters-in-law to just go back to their respective family. Doon din sa Moab. And so they were crying, you know, the typical paalamanan, they were crying. At itong si Orpa, she went back to her family. Pero eto naman, behind the wrong decision, I also saw a right decision. And what was that? Ruth, though she was a Moabite, she decided to go with her mom-in-law, si Naomi. Okay? Kaya nga, maganda, may, meron siyang sinabi. Uh, in Ruth chapter 1, in verse 16, sabi dito, But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Wow. Ilan sa inyo gustong magkaroon ng ganyang manugang? Huh? Hindi yung, Ay, lumayas ka na nga rito. Inagaw mo yung anak ko. Hindi, you know? You know, she decided to follow Naomi. In short, with that story, obviously, as a Moabite, she started embracing the Jewish, you know, the Jewish God, or see, see Jehovah, you know. And, and so, she had expressed her heart to go wherever Naomi would go. And so, they left, they left, the, they left Moab and went back to, saan? To Bethlehem. To start a new life. Why? Kasi patay na nga yung kalamang anak. So they, they just wanted to, to, to continue with their life and move on. Okay. And then in chapter 2. Chapter 2 na tayo. So tapos na chapter 1. Malinaw, ano? Very interesting. Eto, mas gumaganda na yung story natin. Itong love story natin. Chapter 2. Simulan na. Basahin lang natin first few verses of uh, chapter 2. Now, Naomi had a relative on her husband's side from the clan of who? Sino to? Sino to? Asawa ni Naomi, alright? Or father-in-law ni Ruth. Dalawa na lang sila, Naomi and Ruth, umuwi sila. Now, alright. Now, Naomi had a relative on her husband's side from the clan of Elimelech, a man of standing whose name was Boaz. Now, every time we read the Bible, we have to notice certain things like this. No? When God, you know, the Bible would introduce to us certain characters, but the Bible would not provide us with lengthy bi- biographies. No? Hindi tayo binibigyan ng... We would not know of people I mean, totally dun sa Bible. But informations that are given to us through the writers of this Bible and ultimately as inspired by God, no, it means it's very important. It's very important to know to know about the purposes of God. It's very important to know these characters, yung mga description ng characters na to, pertaining to what God wants us to know, understand, and learn, and sometimes do. Alright? So, in this particular scripture, very important, sabi niya, Boaz was a man of standing. No? Boaz was a man of standing. Meaning, he was a man who was right and righteous in the eyes of God. So, ito to, si Boaz, no? whose name was Boaz. Now, let's continue. But Ruth now, and Ruth, sorry, verse 2. And Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, 
Then Naomi, rather, Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. Verse 3. Now, she went, she went out and began to glean in the fields behind the harvesters. Now, a bit of background dito sa gleaning. Kasi hindi tayo familiar masyado dito. No? Pag sinabi mong gleaning, no, this is part of a Jewish law. Remember that Ruth was not Jewish. Hindi siya Hudyo. Alright? Hindi siya Hudyo. But sumama siya dun sa ano niya. And sabi nga ni Pastor Sani, she embraced not just the culture but really the ways. And more than that, on top of everything else, Ang hindi, hindi niya lang in-embrace yung culture, yung ways ng mga Hudyo or God's people, but she actually embraced the God, the one true God, Jehovah. Kaya sabi niya, di ba, again, your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Now, si Ruth, being a Moabite, nagkaroon to ng turnaround. Ika nga, kumbaga in our setting today, ito yung tipong she gave her life to the Lord. No? Kung nag-altar call at that time, siya na yun, tinaw, who wants to make Jesus their Lord and Savior, siya na yung unang magtataas ng kamay. Yun yung ibig sabihin nito. Now, yes, this was, this was what happened to her, but at the same time, she was still a Moabites. Meaning, since Moabites siya, she cannot harvest. No? Kasama nung iba. Ang meron lang siya, ang pwede niyang gawin, is to get Yung mga latak ng harvest is to get those from the ends of the whole wheat stock. Those, though, ang pwede niya lang kunin yung mga naiwan as well nung mga nag-harvest. Ang tawag doon, gleaning. Now, this is a provision that can be found in Leviticus and in Deuteronomy. Because yes, as much as God values and loves His people, but at the same time, God still values the poor, yeah. the aliens, and the foreigners. Kasama dito. Si Ruth. And so, all Ruth could do was to go out into the field and glean. Meaning, kukunin niya lang yung mga latak na harvest. So, yun yung ginawa niya. Alright, now we continue. As it turned out, she found herself working in a field belonging to who? Boaz. Eto na. Eto na. Nagsisimula na, no? Yung love story natin. Who was from the clan of Elimelech? Now, verse 4. Now, just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. So, ginreet niya, yung mga tauhan niya. Sabi niya, the Lord be with you. Ang sagot ng mga harvesters? And also with you. Alright. <laughs> okay, and the Lord bless you. Yun yung nakasulat. Pero pareho lang ng ibig sabihin niyan. Alright? Then, uh, they called back. Boaz now, verse 5, asked the foreman of his harvesters. Ito na. Boaz noticed this woman. No, this woman who was probably different from the rest and probably hindi niya nakikita ito madalas. So sabi niya, sino to? It, exactly, sabi niya, sa, sa forma niya, whose young woman is that? Sino yon? Now, notice, what was Ruth doing? Diba? She was single. She needed, she needed, you know, kailangan niyang namatay yung asawa niya. Tapos, sinabihan na siya ni Naomi, mag-asawa ka na ng iba, umuwi ka na sa bahay niya, tapos sumama pa rin siya kay Naomi, dun sa mother-in-law niya. And then, what was she doing at the time of her life? At this time in her life? Ano na notice nyo? Dito sa binasa natin. Di ba? Saan siya busy? Busy pa siya nagpapa, ano, <laughs> nagpapaka-flirt, nagpapaka-ano, tagahanap. No, she was busy and she was so dedicated, number one, in providing for her. And sa mother-in-law niya, Gaya nga nasabi ni Pastor Sani kanina, iba yung karakter na ipinapakita dito ni Ruth. How many of you? Single women right here. Paki-wave. Wave ang kamay. Single women. Single women. 
Naniniwala ako, hindi kayo nagpapakirengkeng dito. Tama ba? Tama ba? Tagal ko nang di nagamit oh, yung word na yun. Kirengkeng ah. Oo nga eh. Ano ba yun? Narinig ko yun sa mga lola ko. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Oo nga. No? But Ruth, katulad ninyo dito, she was so focused, not just on God, but on her being able to provide. She was busy, dedicated, committed to her work and her mother-in-law. So it, it, it really shows the character no, of, uh, of, of Ruth at this time. Now, we continue on. We continue on. In fact, makikita natin dito sa verse, verse 2, verse 3, verse 7, verse 13, pinapakita na busy si Ruth doon sa pagtatrabaho. Now, we will jump verse 8 now. Sabi sa verse 8, So Boaz said to Ruth, nakita niya, first time he saw, he noticed, tinanong niya sa foreman ma, sino yung babaeng yun? And then, so Boaz said to Ruth, nilapitan niya, My, ano? Pakibasa, my daughter, listen to me. Dahil lang, dahil lang. Tigil muna tayo dito, ha? Again, pag may dialogue sa Bible, important. Alright? We should notice, stop, think about it, meditate. Ganyan pag nagbabasa tayo ng Bible, no? So sabi, my daughter. Oh, yes, pinakita sa atin si Ruth, but at the same time now, Boaz is being introduced to us. Anong nanonotice nyo dito kay Boaz? Pag sinabi, sinabi niya, my daughter, tagalugin natin para mas maganda. Pag sinabi sa inang isang tao, isang lalaki, sinabi niya dun sa ano, isang babae, sinabi niya, in Tagalog, my daughter, anak, makinig ka sa akin. O ano may isip nyo? Ilang taon na kaya itong si Boaz? O, ba't kayo natatawa? Sobra kayo ha? Nandami niyo nang iniisip. Pero, tama ba? Tama ba? O anyway, yun to. So it gives you an idea that Boaz, you know, was way older than uh, way older than Ruth. And then ano sinabi niya? Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with my servant girls. Now verse 9. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the girls. I have told the men not to touch you and whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the waters, the jars, the from the water jars the men have filled. Now, this is very important as well. Again, sabi natin, we will extract the major love principles from this particular love story of Boaz and Ruth. Now here, sabi ni, again, going back, sabi ni Boaz, okay, Ruth, anak, makinig ka. Huwag ka nang pupunta dun sa iba pang mga field. Dito ka na lang. No? Dito ka na lang. In fact, inutusan ko na yung mga harvesters. And sinabi ko sa kanila, Wag kang gagalawin, not to touch you. In other words, in fact, pag binasa mo pa to continue with this particular chapter, ano mo inutos pa ni, ano? Very interesting to, ha? inutos pa ni uh, Boaz sa mga harvesters niya. He told his harvesters, oh, yung mga nakuha nyo, ang gawin nyo, magsabog kayo ng iba para may mapulot si Ruth. Ha? Galing nito. And this was way before any relationship. This was way before any courtship that had happened. He just simply wanted to honor Ruth. In fact, in this particular chapter, in the next, sinasabi, sabi ni Boaz, I have heard, narinig ko kung anong ginawa mo sa mother-in-law mo. Yung pagmamahal mo at narinig ko na sumama ka sa kanya at nananampalataya ka na sa Diyos namin. And so, he did this. In other words, what did Boaz do? He provided and then he protected. He protected Ruth. Major love principle, love protects and love provides. 
Now, talking about protection, you know, and provision. Siguro maganda i-ano natin, i-i-himayin na natin, 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 natin. So unahin natin yung provide dahil masana to, mas simple to eh. Now, for me, I do believe it is the responsibility of men. Let me see the hands of men. Yung mga tunay na lalaki dito. All right. Now, whether you like it or not, mga kalalakihan dito, God has given us the responsibility to trust him when it comes to providing for our family. Now, going back in Genesis chapter 3, the Bible says, or chapter 2, it was man who was placed in the garden to work. So in short, men, God expects you and me to work trusting Him, believing Him for the provision of our family. <laughs> um, <laughs> in fact, sabi ni Pablo, you know, and he was talking about, uh, he was talking to the man, if we cannot provide for our family, then we are even worse wow. than an unbeliever. Wow. So, in short, again, as God has given everyone the ability to produce wealth, God expects you and me, mga lalaki dito, na tayo ang dapat na nagtatrabaho. Ang dapat, you know, kalimutan mo na yung, yung pagiging chemist mo. Chemist umaasa. <laughs> you know, you, we need to use the ability that God has given us to provide for our family. Okay? Which is, yan ang, yan ang mga nangyayari ngayon. Oo. Oh, eh, narinig ba talaga ng mga kalalakihan dito? Pakitaas uli yung kamay. Tama ba? Narinig nyo ba? Sinasabi namin dito. Tama ba? You will provide regardless whether you like your boss or not. You will work whether you like your company or not. You will work whatever the economy is. Amen? Ay, para hindi kayo naniniwala. Tigil na natin to. Amen po ba? At hindi lang yon. Eh, paano ngayon? Pag mas malaki ang kita ni Mrs. Kay Mr. Paano ba, Pastor Sani? Ba't ito tinitignan mo? <laughs> Pinaparinggan mo ba? Aba, wala akong sinasabi, ha? <laughs> Parang alam mo yung istorya ko, ha? <laughs> well, actually, it had happened to me. Aba. Honestly. Uh, when I was starting as a pastor, actually, well, no, alam niyo naman, especially when you start with with a typical, uh, you know, a traditional church, eh, talagang ang mga pastor, eh, we live by faith. And if we cannot live by faith, then we will walk by faith. <laughs> Ibig sabihin nun, talagang medyo hindi, hindi gano'n lang. I mean, you know, mga sapatos namin, sa sobrang nipis ng suelas, pag nakaapa kami 25, alam namin kung tao o ibon. <laughs> and... <laughs> And, and, and that's the reason but yung, yung mga iba, well, yeah, hindi natin masisi no, kung naghahanap ng, ng, <laughs> ng uh, sideline. But anyway, during that time, when, when I was starting as a pastor, actually, my wife, si Malu, she's working sa PLDT. You know, she was a lineman. I mean, uh, she was an uh, you know, uh, uh, international operator doon, you know. And uh, I mean, she's earning a lot. And literally, she's earning a lot. Tapos panay pa ang, ang mga strike noon. But anyway, you know, when she decided to quit her job, Ako yung unang na-trouble. Honestly, kasi sabi ko, pa, pa, paano na lang yung lakas kong kumain? Yeah. Well, but again, gano'ng kalaki ba kita ni Malu noon compared sa iyo? Alam nyo ba, yung kita ni Malu, ganito, pag nagbigay siya ng offering sa church, mas malaki pa kaysa sa sweldo ko. <laughs> gano'ng. So, at least, yung ting-ting-ting-ting, you know, gano'ng. Kaya, I mean, ako personally, ako nag-struggle. Siya walang ka-struggle. Sabi niya, pa, uh, sabi ni Lord, mag-re-resign na ako. Ay, sinong Lord? <laughs> Tinga muna. 
may anak na kami no, na? may anak na kami. Sabi ko pa, paano yung mga anak natin? Eh, wala, wala na akong, <laughs> hindi na akong mihigop ng sabaw ng malunggay. So. <laughs> But anyway, again, the rest is history. We have experienced God's faithfulness. We have experienced the provision of God. I mean, you know, I just thank God, just like David. What David said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous nor his seed begging bread. And who would imagine? Ngayon, dalawa na graduate ko. Oh, wow. Well, hindi na ako iimig. Sige, hindi lang yun, no? In fact, hindi lang naman provision ito. Sabi natin, love provides, but it also protects. Okay? O, sino mga single dito? Single, come on. Nakatingin si Lord. Single, men and women, pakitaas, iwagaywayan. Come on. Lord, picturean mo. Picturean mo. Picturean mo. Tama. O, yung iba, gusto na isa si Lamay. Pero paano ba yung protection? No? When you talk about protection, for example, for single men, women, we're talking about physical, we're talking about emotional, we're talking about uh, spiritual protection. Pag sinabi mong physical, well, sino sa inyo, di ba? Pag magkakasama kayong mga lalaki, lumabas kayong babae, say, nasa church kayo, friends kayo, lumabas kayo, tapos pinapabayaan nyo yung mga women, di ba? Yun yung mga nandun sa may kalye, yung naka-expose, yung, yung, yung masasagasaan ng tricycle at ng mga bus, di ba? Eh ngayon, di ba, iba na. Dapat we still protect women. We still protect women. Kung dito may asawa ka, how many of you, how many of you still open the door for your wives? Baligtad. Baligtad. Ah, baligtad na ba? Uh-oh. Si misis na. Ang nagbubukas. Ang nagbubukas. Mm-hmm. Ang tawag dito sa yung pagiging, uh, may tawag dun eh. Shival. Shival. Ano Shival? Shivalry. Ah, <laughs> kilala ko yun. Shival. Siri. Oh, ne, hindi lang yun. Emotional protection. We're talking about emotional protection. For single men, let's be careful with our words. Mm. Especially when women are seriously considering getting married. We have to be careful Good. with our friendship, our actuations, the way we treat women. Why? Because we can potentially mislead them. Tama naman, di ba? Alam mo, paso sa akin, nakikita ko yun, ang dahing tumutungong babae. Ang dahing tumutungong babae dito. Talaga. But see, Nakikita ko, sinisiko yung katabi. <laughs> Makinig ka, sinasabi nila. Misleading friendships, tama ba? Because we can mislead women in terms of our friendships. Especially, di ba, hindi naman lahat. Kasing guapo, kasing, uh, ano ba, debonair, ano ba ba, suave, uh, ano ba ba. Hindi <laughs> ko masabing matalino, parang, <laughs> hindi naman lahat. Diba? But sometimes, di ba, minsan, men, sometimes we have the tendency, we have the tendency to, you know, show something, show some signs to women, na minsan, wala namang meaning sa atin, But for women, may meaning na. And it can potentially mislead them. Tama ba? Emotional. And also, aside from that, you know, when we talk about protecting the women emotionally, well, we all know men, alam natin, that women are wired, they, are, they were created by God to be emotional. Kaya nga, di ba, yeah, sila'y madaling masaktan. I mean, tayo puro isip lang, rational tayo eh. Di ba? Pero ang mga babae, yan yung mga, mga madaling masaktan. And so, aside from being careful with the words, isa pa ron is that don't give them false hope. You know, yung, yung part of the flirting, minsan bola, 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 bola. Tas, pala, kaya nga sabi lang, pag-ibig daw, parang siya opaw. You know? Bakit? Bakit? Ano nga yun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, akala mo special, hindi pala bola, bola lang. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, you know, but kidding aside, hindi ba? Uh, minsan, sa mga lalaki, eh, you know, the talkies-talkies, minsan, suma- may mga babaeng sumasakay, so umaasa. Tapos pagka, you know, tinanong sila, liligaw mo ba ako? Ano yung sagot ng lalaki? Asa pa, you. You know? I mean, 
And, and, and that's hard for women. I mean, tayong mga lalaki siguro for a while, malulungkot yung iba, iiyak, pero mga babae, dala-dala yan na matagal. And, and yun yung mahirap. Eh, you know, yung hurt and the wound that it creates, uh, yun ang mahirap doon. Alam nyo, kasama pa dito sa emotional protection, lalong-lalo na para sa mga lalaki. For example, nanliligaw yung lalaki, tapos sinabi nung babae, no? sinabi ng lalaki, Liga, labas naman tayo, no? tayong sine, or Liga, labas tayo, di ba? Mag-overnight tayo, kasama nung barkada. Liga. Tapos sabi nyo ba, hindi pwede, kasi yung strict ang parents ko, no? Sabi, tapos sasabihin ng lalaki, KJ naman ang magulang mo. Tapos doon lang tayo sa bahay parati nakikita. Hindi ka na pinapayagang manood ng sine. Ano naman klase yan? Napaka-KJ naman nila. You know, things like those or similar things like those, you know, bring emotional malady to women. You know what I'm talking about? It's because men, sometimes, pag ganun yung nangyari, tapos sasabihin mo, oh, ay, grabe naman yung magulang mo. You know what you're doing? You're putting a line of division between the woman and her parents. And we are potentially asking the women to choose between her parents and you. Tama ba? And you don't want, as men, we don't want to put that women, rather, we don't want to put women in that particular emotional dilemma of her choosing. Then, sino ba papaniwalaan ko? Itong nanliligaw sa akin o magulang ko? In fact, as men, Christian men, right and righteous before God, whatever, whatever, the, wi- the, the, the parents of the women would say, we would always agree. Why? To emotionally protect them. Emotionally protect them. Hindi lang yon. We're also talking about spiritual protection. Spiritual protection. Papano? Magpipray kami parati? Oh, well, yeah. You're in church. But in the same way, in a more deeper way, actually, we will not lead women to sin. That's why, tama yun. Pag, ako, dami kong nababalitaan dito, paglalabas muna sila with friends. Ah, man, that amazes me. It speaks about the character of the men in church. Kasi ayaw mong isoli yung babae. Bakit? Kasi pag sinolo mo na yung babae, at pag dumilim na, at dalawa na lang kayo sa kotse, ano yun? Tem- <laughs> yung ba yung sound effects nun? Pero tama. Tama. Mas malapit ka sa temptation mas nalalapit mo yung babae sa kasalanan. But it speaks highly of men when we, they just drive women towards God, not away from God. It's spiritual protection. Which also means that as men, dapat tayo yung, we, we should be leading the women when it comes to the things of God. Hindi yung, hindi sasabihin ng asawang lalaki, oh sweetheart, isimba mo na lang ako, isawsaw mo na lang ako dun, at uh, carry over na yan. Total one flesh tayo. No, we don't do that. that yeah, we don't do it that way. I mean, you know, just like what Pastor Johnson had said, dapat, you know, when you say uh, spiritual protection, and dapat tayo, tayo mga lalaki, tayong unang may alam ng salita ng Diyos. And the Bible says that real love, true love, genuine love does not rejoice in the wrong thing. Wala nakarinig. Tagalogin ko. Ang tunay na pag-ibig, ah? <laughs> basta. <laughs> Natetemp ako. Huwag <laughs> na. Ibig sabihin, tayong mga lalaki, hindi tayong nag-uudyok sa mga babae na gumawa ng anumang bagay na taliwa sa salita ng Diyos. Wow. So kung sinabi ng salita ng Diyos, ingatan mo ang kanyang pagkababae. Ingatan mo ang kanyang pagkababae. Hmm. Parang kulang pa eh. Parang, Parang hindi naniniwala. Ibig sabihin nun, kung sinabi ng salita ng Diyos, wag mong galawin yan, 
Huwag mong galawin. Huwag mong sabihin, magre-repenta lang tayo mamaya. Hello? Or yung iba sinasabi, pray tayo, we're married in the spirit. Oh, I'm... Uh, actually, lumalaganap na po yun. Marami na kami, ako personally, marami na ako narinig ganun. Nasabi, eh, we're one naman in the flesh, ay, we're one in the spirit. So we are married in the spirit. Sabi, where can you find that in the scripture? There's no such thing as one in the spirit. I mean, you know, one in the spirit, unang-una, kung tayo na kay Kristo, tayong lahat, one in spirit. Na, naintindahan niyo po ba? You know, maraming nagsasabi na, you know, they, they're, mayroong teaching na lumalaganap ngayon na, you know, parang sinasabing one in spirit, they're saying that they are married in the spirit. There's no such thing in the Bible as married in the spirit. You know, kung gusto mo, maghanap ka ng mga spiritista, hindi doon ka magpakasal. Yan, you're married in the spirit. In fact, Pastor Sani, pag sinabi mo ganyan, yung mga lalaking hindi makapagpigil, alam niyo yun, yung mga lalaking hindi makapagpigil, they are very emotional men. That's good. I'm telling you, single women, if men will force you to commit sin and premarital sex, di ba? they are very emotional. Why? Because they cannot contain their emotion. Sasabihin na, hindi, dahil lubos nga ang pagmamahal ko sa iyo. Yun na nga, hindi niya kayang i-contain yung emotions niya. Which means that when you are married, when you are married, Pag dahil emotional siya, eh, paano gagawin niya? Pag galit siya sa'yo, sasaktan ka niya. Eh, he cannot contain his emotions, eh. He's very emotional. So you see, women, if men cannot contain their emotions and wants you in bed, well, guess what? They're very emotional. They're immature, emotional, not ready for marriage. Now, hindi lang sa singles to, men. Even sa mga married, you know, uh, mga husbands, nasan ka ba yung mga husbands? Husbands. Now, it is our duty to protect our family, most especially our, our, our wives. You know, uh, again, just like what Pastor Jansen said, hindi yung, yung ikaw ang nasa bangketa, yung asawa mo ang nasa may, you know, tabi ng karsada para madaling kunin ni Lord. Hindi eh. Dapat ikaw lalaki, ikaw ang nasa danger side. And more than that, pag sinabing, you know, when we talk about emotional protection sa mag-asawa, you know, mga asawang lalaki, let's just be careful with the words. You know, no verbal abuse. Mara nga, hindi mo sinasaktan physically. Pero kung makapagsalita ka naman, kung makapanlait ka. Oh, wow. Eh, uh, oh, talagang lait, ha? Oh, ah. ah, yung sasabihin, ano ba naman tong niluto mong adobo? Eh, sinigang naman pala yung niluto. <laughs> I mean, hindi mo panlalait yun. At hindi lang yun. Kinumpara pa sa nanay Ayun, niya. Ayun, sabi niya, nanay ko pag nagluto ng adobo, toyo ginagamit, ikaw, mpawis mo. Ano yan? <laughs> Sakit yun. It's hurt. It hurts. You know, but, but getting aside, you know, that's part of the, the, the emotional protection. And still, when it comes to spiritual protection, all the more. You know, all the more. Dapat tayo mga lalaki ang nangunguna pagdating sa mga bagay sa Diyos. Actually, pag sinabi mong married men, spiritual, it means that we are to lead our families to God. Ibig sabihin, pag sinabing pray, pray, church, church, kasi minsan sa kultura natin, di ba? Oh, pray, pray, church, church, ikaw na lang yan. No? Kaya hindi nyo na ba napansin dito sa Victory, very intentional kami. Lahat ng umakit dito, ano, napansin nyo? Lalaki. Bakit? Because we want, culturally, we have this problem. Culturally, parating pag sinabing God, God, pray, pray, church, church, culturally, ginagawa natin, hindi, sige, sa misis na yan. Hindi, sige, sa mga babae na yan. No, but men, we are to lead. It means that we are to lead in praying. It means that we are the ones who will disciple our wives. We are the ones who will raise our children and teach them how to pray and teach them how to read the Bible. We men should do that. Tama ba? Amen? Kaya nga women, alam nyo, saan talaga kayo makakita ng tamang lalaki? 
Yung mahal si Lord, more than mahal ka. Tama. Tama. Mahal si Lord, more than mahal ka. Men, we disciple. We protect spiritually. Hindi lang yun. Even between in-laws mm. or outlaws, kung ano man ang gusto nilang itawag. <laughs> <laughs> Ma- mapupuna mo, sa verse 22, even verse 23, maganda ang ugnayan netong mag uh, yung yung biyanan at manugang mm. hindi sila nag-away i mean hindi hindi sinisi ni Naomi si si uh, Ruth, Ruth na yun ang ikinamatay ng ng anak niya <laughs> hindi sabi they live in harmony yeah. chapter 3 basahin na lang natin ha konti lang one day eto na babalik na tayo sa love story one day Naomi her mother-in-law said to her said to Ruth my daughter should i not try to find a home for you where you will be well Provided for. Alright. Sasabi niya, Is not Boaz with whose servant's girl you have been a kinsman of ours? Ano ba tong kinsman na to? You know, quickly lang, ano? May law, again, in, in Leviticus, in Deuteronomy, may law, na pag may mag-asawa, and then namatay yung lalaki, anong gagawin? Yung kapatid ng lalaki, i-assume yung responsibility niya. That responsibility, ang tawag sa kanya, kinsman Redeemer. Why? Because it's very important, number one, to assume that role to protect the property and the name. And second, so that they can still have children. Again, in the Old Testament, very important. When you talk about families, the more children you, ha- you have, the better. Economically, socially, and politically. But hindi na natin expound yun. Ibig lang sabihin, ang security dati, actually, pag mas marami kang anak, mas okay. And so, what Naomi was telling Ruth here, Ruth, baka dapat ihanap nga kita ng mapapang-asawa mo. Eh, hindi ba yung si Boaz is a kingsman? Isa siyang, kasi pag walang kapatid na magre-redeem dun sa asawa, dapat yung pinakamalapit na kamag-anak. Next, alam natin yun, next of kin. Alright? Kaya kingsman, redeemer. And then he, she says, Tonight, etong gagawin niya, tonight, he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Tatrabaho yan, ng, 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 nagsisipag yan, nagtatrabaho. And then, this is what I want you to do, sabi ni Naomi, Ruth, wash and perfume yourself and put on your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor kung saan nagtatrabaho si uh, Boaz, but don't let him know that you are there until he has finished what? eating and drinking. In other words, feasting. And then, when Boaz lies down, this is what I want you to do. Note the place where he is lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. Alright? Take note. This is something cultural. Okay? Cultural to. In their culture, kumbaga normal to, may ibig sabihin to. No? Ang ibig lang sabihin nito, you will go down, hindi para ibigay mo yung buong pagkatao mo. Hindi yun yung sinasabi so that He will recognize and consider you no, to be His wife. Kasi He knew, Boaz knew, that He was a kinsman redeemer. And so sabi niya, He will tell you what to do. And surprisingly, right, so ito sabi ni Ruth, or rather amazingly, sabi ni Ruth sa mother-in-law niya, Okay, Naomi, I will do whatever you say. So she did exactly. She did exactly what Naomi asked her to do. She went there uncovered. Pag uwi, after the feasting, pag uwi ni Boaz, she uncovered her feet and she just lied down there by uh, by Boaz's feet. 
In fact, at this particular time, iniisip ko, ano kaya ang iniisip ni Ruth? Ano kaya iniisip ni Ruth? Ito na. Sayang, who are you? He asked. Nakita niya. Nagulantang siya. Sabi niya, I am your servant Ruth. She said, spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a kingsman redeemer. And then, eto, interestingly, anong ginawa? Pinagsamantalahan na ba kagad? Ni Boaz? Sabi niya, the Lord bless you, my daughter. He replied, this kindness is greater that which you showed earlier, you have not run after younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. Ano sabi niya? I will do for you all you ask. Now, all my fellow townsmen know that you are a woman of what? Of noble character. Very interesting. Sabi ni Boaz, I will do for you all you ask. In fact, after nito, ang ginawa niya, kasi hindi pa siya yung pinakamalapit. Pumunta siya sa town, kinausap niya yung pinakamalapit, nakipag-negotiation siya until sa kanya napunta si Ruth. Dahil talagang gusto niya na mapunta sa kanya si Ruth. An- ano ibig sabihin dito? Sa buong ginawa ito ni Boaz, love is selfless and then love is sacrificial. And you know, this is, ito na yung minsan nakakalimutan na natin today. In this day and age, you know, as good as, as it sounds, sometimes we think that marriage is for us just to be fulfilled. In fact, sino sa inyo, baka nakita niyo ito sa magazine. Bago lang to, itong cover na to ng isang magazine. Tapos, hindi yan yung gusto kong pakita, no? Hindi yan yung model na si Tyra Banks. Pero yung napakalaking headline niya, no? Pinakamalaking feature article, The Age of, ano nakalagay? Mythology. Why? Because in this day and age, people are thinking of themselves. How can I be fulfilled? How can I be satisfied? It's always about me, me, and me. In fact, I remember, no, oh, I, I believe, rather, that uh, Pastor Sonny mentioned this. No, There's this book, The Meaning of Marriage. And in this book, this author introduces a particular term today in the United States. Sabi niya, today, it's called the me marriage. And this is the lie, and this is the deception of the enemy. And this is prevailing already in culture. That people will get married so they can be fulfilled and satisfied. While yes, marriage will bring you fulfillment and satisfaction, in fact, biblically speaking, that is not the motivation. Because biblically speaking, when you talk about marriage, when you talk about love, what we know when you talk about love is that someone 
opened his arms and then said, and then died for us on the cross unconditionally, selflessly, and then sacrificially. That is love for you. Never about him. When the person Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, died on the cross, it was never about him. Nothing about him, but about you and me. Tamaba. Love is selfless and sacrificial. Wow. So in ending in chapter four, nakipag-usap po si Boaz dun sa nearer or mas malapit na kamag-anak. But the problem was the, the unnamed kinsman was just interested with the property, but he's not interested with the person, meaning gave Ruth. You know, and so sabi niya, I cannot do that. Sabi niya, I cannot uh, take Ruth as my wife kasi na, yung estate ko mawawala. So just to cut the story short, he gave Boaz the right to be the kinsman redeemer. Yun po ang nangyari doon. And so after that, agreement, he started pronouncing it. He announced it, sabi, to the elders of the people. So, parang sinasabi, public declaration na, eto, magiging asawa ko na to. And then in verse 13, it says there, so Boaz took Ruth as she, and, and she became his wife. Then he went to her and the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave a birth to a son. And then let's jump in verse 16. Sabi ron, then Naomi took the child, laid him in her lap and cared for him and the woman living, her, living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him, what? Obed. And he was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Wow. Now, this is the reason why we said a while ago that this is, if not the greatest, one of the greatest love story that ever changed the world. Why? From an unbeliever, the Moabites, she started embracing the true God, the one true God, and she started learning the ways of God, and not just learn, but she lived the way God expects her to live or expected her to live. And after that, from Ruth, you know, ano po nangyari? Sino ang kanyang uh, asawa? Si Boaz. Sino ang kanilang naging anak? Si Obed. Okay, si Obed. Sino naman ang naging anak ni Obed? Si Jesse. Si Jesse, sino anak? And again, to cut the story short, alam natin na sa lineage ni David lumabas ang ating tunay na kinsman redeemer who is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen. I think, the, you know, I believe the Lord deserves a praise for that. Now, you know, let me just tweak this a little because this is how much God loves us. The same thing. Jesus is our kinsman, redeemer. You know, he loved us sacrificially. He loved us selflessly. He loved us without, you know, even the protection is there. Even, you know, the provision is there. Boaz is, is a, a, a type of, of Christ. And so when Jesus died on the cross for you and for me, he did the same thing for us. And so I'd like to end with this. I don't know, maybe our relationship is not really doing that good, but let's not give hope. That's the reason why the grace of God is there. That's the reason why the mercy of God is there. That's the reason why I told you last week to keep on praying for your loved ones. If they do not know the Lord yet, we don't stop praying for them. We, we would pray that God would just touch their heart, to open their minds. And I do believe just like what Boaz did for Ruth, Jesus already did that for you and for me. We hope you were inspired by that message. Love is a key theme in the Bible. Discover and experience what God's love is all about by following our weekly series and by joining a Victory Group. For more information, just visit our concierge on weekends or leave us a message at www.victoryalabang.org. 
or at facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Thank you and stay connected.